Creative Babble. Hey guys, it's me, Javier, and guess whose birthday it is? It's Pretend's birthday. It's Pretend is four years old, and I wanted to celebrate with a special episode, so I invited only one friend to my party, and that is <laughs> Jules Hannaford from the Fool Me Twice podcast, which is a true crime podcast about con artists, which we all love. And season two of Fool Me Twice is coming out, and Jules lives in Hong Kong in the, on the other side of the world. And today is my Friday, and today is her Saturday morning. It's by Friday night, Saturday morning. Trying to arrange a Zoom call was a nightmare. <laughs> but we made it happen. Welcome, Jules. Welcome hey, Javier. Yeah, thank, you. thank you so much for having me on the show. It's great to see you. And I'm so honored to be here. And I have loved your podcast over the years. I, I don't know which season's my favorite, but I just... I just couldn't wait for every episode. I love it. so, And it's so interesting that we've both done podcasts on uh, con artists. I know. It's weird. Yeah. What does it say about us? And I yeah, guess so we're not the only ones invited to the birthday party. All of you who are listening are part of Pretend's four-year-old birthday party. <laughs> so, yeah, happy birthday. Happy anniversary for four years. It's amazing that you've been doing it for so long. Can you believe that we've been doing it for so long? Because it's not just me doing it for so long. I mean, you've been a podcaster with, you know, your original podcast, which was Hong Kong Confidential. I mean, how long have you been doing podcasts? Yeah, that, so that one's four years in September. You see, so, we started yeah, around the so, same time. Yeah, we Jules did start I, around the same time. Yeah, we go way back. So I asked Jules to come over here on the show and just... Let's talk pretend because there's so many episodes. And like you said, there, there are so many episodes. I People ask me which one's my favorite episode. And that's really hard for me to do. So I figured, hey, why not? Let's just talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't, I can't pick one that I love of yours, but I love the whole Jane Whaley series. That was amazing. Oh, I yeah. Loved it. Well, you know, oh. it's so funny. If I am known for one thing, it is definitely the Word of Faith yeah. Fellowship. Uh, season for sure hands down i mean when we went to um uh what was it the true crime podcast true festival crime, in yeah. chicago i mean mm -hmm. it was just you know a question after question about the cult in western north carolina for for sure that is like my greatest uh hit song i guess my yeah i think so i mean i remember listening to it and just feeling nervous as you were going into like on the ground reporting and incognito and i just was like oh my gosh how is he doing it it was amazing i just you know really felt that energy with you and it was just such a great story and you delivered it so well well i'm glad that you felt that way because that's exactly how i felt and i wanted you to feel that way because i didn't know how else to to communicate that because i remember that feeling in my stomach still to today where where i was minutes away from actually being dropped off at that church and my stomach you know when your stomach just goes blah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that nervous nuts. feeling oh, yeah i couldn't yeah. believe you were putting yourself in that position like how how courageous yeah i know and you know it, it's it's kind of crazy and even till today i mean every time i approach a story not every story but you know I, there's a story that um that john and i want to do for criminal conduct for a future season that just the thought of it freaks me out it involves the mexican drug cartel and i'm like oh my uh, gosh oh my god so you, you're just gonna elevate your risk aren't yeah, you yeah i don't know if i want to mess with those guys i've messed no. with sheriffs but the cartel i feel like that's going too far i feel like i'm not doing a good job if i'm not nervous 
Mm. Not all the time, because not every story is this huge investigation, but I always try to pick one or two stories a season no, that, yeah. to dig myself into, you know? What was it? Which is the story with the guy? Was it a helicopter or a plane? Oh, yeah, the hijacker. Ah, that, that one. Cool. I love that one. That was I'm glad brilliant. you asked about that one because. Yeah, that, one, that was a great one as well. That had me on the edge of my seat and I loved it. Yeah, that was a, not only was that fun to make, but that was really frustrating after it aired because this guy, Martin McNally, he hijacked a plane around the same time as D.B. Cooper and. The first time you ever heard his voice on any podcast, any TV news was on my show. My friend Chris Niddle interviewed him. And guess what? After we aired that episode, Phoebe Judge of Criminal did that episode on her show. And then they created a whole series on on the hijacker. So... Did they really? Oh my gosh, you're a groundbreaker. I know, but you know, it's like <laughs> I don't own that story, but it is. It was like, wait a minute, we did it first. <laughs> <laughs> At least give but nobody, us a plug. nobody remembers that. But yeah. Oh, congratulations! That's quite amazing that you're so groundbreaking. But yeah, I thought that episode was just gripping. I loved it. It was great. But well, yeah, I've there, there are certain episodes. rules that I have for pretend and for criminal mm-hmm. conduct too, which is I don't want to tell you a story that you already know. So that's one of the rules. I'm like, every time I interview somebody or I talk about somebody, I want to I wanna tell the story in a different way. The only, the most high profile person I interviewed was Uri Geller, the guy that bends the spoons, the psychic. Oh, yeah. yeah. My uncle used to be friends with him back in the 60s oh, and the really? 70s. Yeah. Yeah. He used to go have dinner parties with him. How bizarre is that? Did he, bend all thinking, the, did he bend yes, all the spoons at the dinner Yes, time? and taught my uncle to levitate. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And, and I had fun with that one because um, the only thing I wanted to get James Randi, but he was sick. He was getting old and he's passed away since. But I got his, uh, the second best, which was his protege, Banishek, which is a magician. And he was able to tell us some stories about James Randi back in the yes. day. But magicians yeah. are con artists, right? Because they're, yeah. they're fooling people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, where are you gonna where are you gonna go next with pretend? What sort of sort of cons are you looking at following up on in the future? You know, it was so funny. Before we started recording, you said that you felt like you almost ran out of people to talk to in mm. Hong Kong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm like, am I running out of con artists, or am it's I running out of story <laughs> ideas? And and I always feel that way. Every season, mm. I feel that way. And and I don't. I'm not out of stories for sure. I'm doing this no. whole series on hypnosis that's coming up. Ah. Yeah, and it's um, it's really right. interesting because the the whole question is it started off with. Um, I did this series on the lie detector of how to fool polygraph test. And the guy who was... Um, oh, that was a great one. Too. That was a great I one, yeah. that one, yeah. And he was saying that the way to fool is to put yourself in a state of self-hypnosis. And during the research of that that um, show, I, I was watching these YouTube videos of women giving natural labor without any anesthesia, just doing self-hypnosis. And I was like, I can't even imagine how painful that was. But then I saw somebody getting their tooth extracted without any anesthesia. And by the way, sorry, that was my dog. You're going to hear dogs <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> and, and they were getting their got- teeth. Yeah, no, I've heard of people having proper operations with hypnosis and no anesthetic. I don't know if that's true or not. I know, it's crazy. And is it really true? 
Well, I asked my dentist because I went and I got mm -hmm. uh, some dental work done and I said, is this true? And have you ever heard of this? And he said, yeah, actually, uh, when I was in um, right out of medical school or dentistry school or whatever, he he said there was a woman that said, I don't want any anesthesia. Just give me, you know, five minutes so I could get in the zone or whatever. And he's like, he, he was like, no, I'm already nervous because you're like one of the first people I'm drilling into. And she's like, no, trust me, I just need five minutes. And he drilled and, and filled the cavity without any anesthesia and it freaked oh, him out. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's true. Well, wow. so anyway, so that kind of snowballed into something else, right? Because I'm, I'm wondering, is this bullshit, right? Yeah. <laughs> is, is hypnosis real? And then yeah. I find out that hypnosis is actually um, used as evidence or testimony in court. And some people have been found guilty using that as evidence. So I really want to just pick apart this idea of if, is hypnosis real and right. the whole aspect of it and the role it plays in our legal system. So that, that's that's my big investigation for, for the next season. And I got a lot of other stories. Um, I have... Um, this great bank robbery story which i won't get into and oh, just cool. uh, another stalker story yeah and you've had you've had romance scam stories before haven't you i remember you did one in season one or two yeah you know and that's actually mm. the most common one right so when when you when listeners submit stories they're always su submitting stories about either being catfished or romance mm. scams those mm. seem to mm. be the most common it's a billion dollar industry. It really is huge. And it's grown exponentially during COVID. So, and it's easy to do because it. the, you know, uh, uh, if I had to boil down a con into like a mathematical equation, it, it takes a con artist plus you plus you wanting that con artist in you know what i mean like yeah you have to you have to accept that con artist in because if you don't if you shut that con artist out they have nowhere to go but uh you have to be willing to accept them and and romance i mean scams are fit perfectly into that equation you know yeah absolutely they do and on top of that the technology is getting greater and greater so that the scammers have got more ways that they can actually convince you that they're real when they're not like back in back in the day when i got scammed in 2010 for fool me twice one there just wasn't the you know there wasn't the ability to create fake videos or you know even people's photoshop skills for photos and and you know providing evidence just weren't as good as they are now so things have changed a lot oh yeah yeah and yeah. by the way yeah fool me twice season one is amazing so if you haven't listened to it listen to it now and oh, thank then you season so two is coming out which is super exciting well and I, i'm gonna play the promo you know on my feed so if you if you're just listening to this now and you haven't listened to jules season two promo for fool me twice go ahead it's in my feed right now you can listen to it so oh, thank you so much yeah, pretend it has really taken me to some far off places that I never thought I would be four years later. And what's the what's the scariest thing that you've done? Is it the is it the Jane Whaley thing? Yeah, for pretend by far the Jane Whaley thing yeah. was the scariest. <laughs> That's when thing. I felt the most scared listening. <laughs> the second scariest thing I've ever done was criminal conduct season one because you know we're reporting about this potentially corrupt sheriff's department and we're driving down there and they know we're there and you know it's just like i'm thinking 
are we going to get thrown in jail? <laughs> like, are we going to get murdered? You know, because um, the last guy that was looking into the story got murdered. So I you know, know. it's I know. crazy. Yeah. That must have been quite scary. It was amazing how that all f- came about. Yeah. Has it, Have you learned any more since the series finished? Yeah, you know, we have not stopped uh, reporting on season one, and there has not been movement in the case, right, for either Michelle or Eli, but we've learned some new things that we didn't know when we did season one, and we've been recording some interviews, and also there's just some things that are happening now that that weren't possible when we were reporting on it on season one so don't be surprised if there's some major update episode coming in in the near future that'd that'd be great i think everyone will jump on that they'll be really interested to see what's going on and what about season two was was that as nerve-wracking and and it's so interesting that i've heard that those guys have been arrested yeah so so it's it's two is it two policemen is two constables, which I yeah. didn't know going into this what a constable was. I mean, I heard the term, but I didn't really know. And it turns out that there's constables in the UK, there's constables yeah. in Canada. But the mm-hmm. constables change depending on where you are. But in Kentucky, mm-hmm. okay, in Kentucky, and specifically Pulaski County, constables have the power of a sheriff. So they are a one-man sheriff's office. So oh. they could drive police cars. They could uh, they carry guns. They could arrest people. Um, yeah, and they're oh, voted in, so you can't fire them. They're like super oh powerful. Gosh. And then when they seize your property, they get to keep seventy-five to eighty percent of that of what they seize. So it creates this perverse incentive for them to plant drugs on people, falsely arrest people, you know. It, it's just a terrible, terrible situation. And when we started season two, you know, it wasn't our original season two. Our original season two was something else, but COVID happened. And so we were like, what what story can we do remotely? And so we found this story and the, the timing was perfect because just as we were wrapping up season two, they the FBI basically did an undercover sting. Well, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Yeah, but yeah, those, yeah. No. But those two guys, uh, they ran out of luck. Let's just put it that way. And just today, the day we're recording. I uh, know. I just saw that on Facebook news, before yeah. we met that they've been arrested. But what I want to know is, has your podcast had any link with their arrest, do you think? No, no. I, I think that it's completely it was a long separate. time coming for that. They, right, right, okay. People knew about it. The local police knew about it. The sheriffs knew about it. The politicians knew about it. I just think it's it's awesome that we did our podcast because now it's out in the open. It's in their face and people know about it and people are mad. And that's the whole Phoebe, point. You Phoebe know? Judge will be doing another one. <laughs> yeah, just wait till, till Phoebe Judge does, does it better. And... and uh, <laughs> Yeah. Phoebe, if you're listening, call me. Yeah, yeah. Get Javier on as as a guest, Phoebe. Come on, at least. That's right. That's right. You know we live in the same town, right? Oh, no, I didn't know that. You you should stalk her. Yeah, Yeah. she's awesome. I mean, she's actually one of the – we're kidding. We're kind of beating her up a little bit, but she's actually one of my (laughs) – yeah, I mean, she's kind of one of the main influences for my show and, and part of the reason why I got into podcasting to begin with. So I love her storytelling, storytelling mm. style. Yeah. So tell me how you did get into podcasting. What was it that, 
made you kind of work full time, be a dad of two girls, and then put a lot of time into doing this kind of investigative reporting, which takes a long time. Yeah, well, you know, I, I come from a journalism background. That's where I started my career in news, local news. But then I also did documentaries for the local public television station. And that was amazing. Yeah. And do you think you'll continue doing pretend and criminal conduct? Like you'll keep doing different series of both? You know, I really have a fantasy about doing documentaries. I would love to do a video version of Pretend. That was always the idea. You know, I always wanted to do this as a documentary, but I realized that documentaries are hard to produce. They take lots so, of people. You know, yeah, they do a lot of money. Well, you know, um, um, you know what's interesting is um, John and I, for Criminal Conduct, shot during COVID. This is like during the height of COVID. We went down to Florida and we shot a documentary for Discovery ID on Criminal Conduct Season 1. And it's all about John and I, which is really weird. Because I'm used to being behind the camera or behind the microphone, but never in yeah. front of it. No, you got to start hosting, yeah. Yeah, so this comes out in July, like at the end of July. And, um, oh. and we're going to be all over TV. And Oh, my gosh. So what's it about? It's about Criminal Conduct Season 1. How cool! How did how did that December, come about? Uh, no, um, sorry, July twenty seventh on Discovery ID. I think it's called Citizen PI or something like that. Oh, how cool! How did that come about? How did how did you end up doing this? You know, um, every now and then I get little bites here and there to do TV, and mm -hmm. a lot of times it goes nowhere. And this one, mm -hmm. they they approached us and they heard season one and they wanted to develop it into like an episode of a long series. It's a lot like the series Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix. I don't know if yes, you've seen that. That was crazy. Uh, yeah, I have. That <laughs> was full on. <laughs> really terrible. But I mean, great mm. show, but just terrible. The, mm. the brutality in that. But but this is about sleuths and, and mm. citizen private investigators. And so they asked us and we went down there and shot a whole episode. It was cool. Oh, brilliant. That's yeah. amazing. So July I don't know. 27th. I don't... Picture this, a foggy evening, the whisper of secrets in the air, and an invitation to step back into the glamorous and mysterious 1920s. That's the backdrop of June's Journey, the game that's been keeping me glued to my phone lately. Instead of doom scrolling on social media, I am actually playing the part of June Parker, a daring detective with a personal mission to solve her sister's murder. And let me tell you, it is a roller coaster of emotions and puzzles. What's to love? Well, first of all, the thrill of hunting for hidden objects. I'm a sucker for these kinds of games. It's kind of like those books that we grew up with, but with a storyline that keeps thickening. Plus, the game takes place in New York to Paris, uncovering clues of scandalous family secrets that make you feel like a real detective. If you're ready for a dose of mystery, romance, and the glamour of the 1920s, June's Journey is waiting for you. Download it for free on iOS and Android, and let's see who cracks the case first. We've been in this thing for so long, and, and yeah. neither of us would have imagined that we're doing these multi-season podcasts, but here no, we are. No, right? I would never have. And even just to get the recognition or the listeners and the downloads and the reviews and all that sort of thing, the Patreon sponsors. That's too much. It's just been <laughs> amazing. Like, we're both really lucky. We've both got we great really audiences. You know, Jules and I were saying that we got in. 
right on right as that window was closing we did we just got into the heyday times didn't we we, we didn't we we're podcasting like i think there were only about eight hundred thousand podcasts just on apple yeah that's not many i mean there's probably three million now did you know that during covid amazon sold out of microphones because everybody really? yeah oh, yeah because at one I stage because everyone's starting a podcast well my numbers are actually going down since COVID, yeah, it was like the first time in the show's history that the numbers have been going down for both shows. And mm-hmm. and I just, you know, I, I hope you still like what I'm doing, but I, I blame it on COVID and yeah, lack I blame of commute and all the celebrity podcasters that are just sitting home bored, just chatting yes, with their friends. There's, there's loads of people that have jumped on the bandwagon and the celebrity ones have that selling power. And I... But I honestly think it's people at home with their children, they don't get the time, and also they're not commuting. I think so many people listen to podcasts when they're traveling. Yeah, yeah the listeners are the best. They're, they're actually yeah. like what keeps me going. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, I mean, podcasting takes so much time away from my family and it's so rewarding at the same time just because i love getting messages from my listeners telling me that a you know they love the show or or they you know they have a story to share you know because a lot of times like i don't even need to find stories stories come to me it's it's unbelievable yeah, yeah same for me i'm exactly the same do you does your wife ever worry about the risk that you put yourself <laughs> under is that something that comes up or is she, she like does. You know, I was so, oh, but she must be getting used to us. So used to it. Yeah, <laughs> she does. She just like, she's like, ah, oh, here he goes again. You know, just doing his thing. Like the other day, I I, I went downstairs and I was like, you'll never guess who I talked to because this is like for my next season. I talked to a former KGB agent. <laughs> and she's like, did you? Yeah, I did. I was like. Of, she's like of course you did <laughs> yeah yeah she's used to it now <laughs> but it is it was such a great interview Jules because like, I gotta uh, tell you I gotta be honest with you part of and you know this too you know when you're producing these shows they take a lot out of you they, they're so draining you know and, and I have been producing pretend non-stop for a whole year I wanted to see if I could keep it going without stopping and I and then criminal conduct started and I was really getting burnt out and that was at a low and I I just wanted a break but then I talked to this KGB agent and it was such a phenomenal interview that even he lost track of time and it was like a two-hour interview and he goes you're good you're really good because <laughs> I said a lot more than I wanted to. And he really enjoyed that interview. And, and that's coming out the next season. So, Oh, how exciting. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's lovely when you do something like that where you get re-energized, where yeah. you just think, oh, my gosh, this is why I'm doing it. And we all have those uh, yeah. interviews or those experiences. And- it's like I get depleted, but then like I get my cup fills up again, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's also another partnership with Chris Niddle. Hopefully I'm trying to convince him because he recorded this interview years ago, years ago. It's been sitting in the back burner for years. He doesn't know what to do with it. So I'm going to put it together and see if we could play it on pretend. And it is a woman a, a Scandinavian woman, a, a blonde hair, pale skin, who marries a terrorist and she converts to fundamental Islam. And, and he was on, you know, like the most wanted list. And so we're going to put that story together because her, her story is just fascinating to hear. Is she the, 
is she the one that went and moved and lived with him and had yeah, children and, and then he and then he died and then she yeah. came back and all yeah. that yes i've read that story yeah Isn't i know crazy? about her yeah that's yeah. amazing yeah. That will be such a good podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there's lots of cool stuff cooking. It's just a matter of getting Time. it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what would be your um, tip for anybody who was interested in getting into podcasting? What would you say to them? I come at it just the same way I did with no expectations. Just do it for fun if you want to do it. But don't expect i run a, a local podcast meetup group here in north carolina where i live and i always tell people don't expect that it's going to be a hit don't expect that you're going to get a bunch of ad money don't expect anything really you know you're lucky if five people listen to it you're lucky if a hundred people listen to it and if a million people listen to it you're even luckier so just do it yeah. for fun because honestly yeah. like four years later the only thing that keeps me going is the fact that it's fun it's not that there's money behind it because there's not you know, it, it's not that it's giving me more free time because it's not, you know, mm -hmm. I just do it because I really enjoyed telling stories and, and I feel like sometimes it helps people, you know, the stories that I'm telling, you know. Oh, look, I think that it definitely helps people for sure. Have you faced any kind of criticism or any negative reviews or anything like that? And, and if you have, how have you dealt with them? Yeah, you know, I, I get, it's funny because this is something that females usually get, um, you know, bad reviews for, but they say that I have, uh, I, I just did it. The, uh, I mean, everybody does that or, or say like too much, which I'm trying to control. And they say that I have vocal fry, you know, which is usually uh, yeah, like that, a, yeah, that, a, a slam right, against right. women, which usually, usually they don't criticize men for. But I don't know. I mean, you know, I take and, and I look at my bad reviews and I dismiss them because I'm like, yeah. you know what? If you don't like my show, don't listen to it. You know? Yeah. But obviously, somebody likes the show because yeah, there's talking loads about people it. Listening. It gets thousands of downloads a day. So I try to force myself to pay attention to the positive ones, although it's that one negative one that really stings the most. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I have to say, I think you've got a fantastic voice. It's very rich and I love oh, listening to it. Yeah, so you've got a great voice for podcasting and I think that enhances your podcast for sure because there are some podcasts that I'm interested in but then I can't listen because of the voice sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, you have a fantastic <laughs> voice. So anybody uh, Americans Australian, love Australian accents. Yeah, yeah. You, could, you could read War and Peace and we'd be like, oh, tell me more, Jules. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I, I remember listening. I got a Drew Barrymore's book and I got it as an audible and I was listening to it and she reads it and I just couldn't stand it because she just kept screaming. Oh, no. In, and it was just like, oh, it was awful. So I couldn't <laughs> listen to the whole thing. Sorry, Drew, when she's listening. She's, she's not listening. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, thank you so much for celebrating my four-year-old birthday with me otherwise oh, aka birthday. anniversary but i like to call yeah. it a birthday because birthday know. yeah because you did give birth to this podcast and I it is a labor of love with yeah under hypnosis so it didn't even hurt uh, what you I'm weren't under kidding. hypnosis yeah, you know we're talking saying. about like people giving yeah, birth. I, <laughs> I knew you were lying the show just you can't right me. Out. yeah <laughs> uh look 
Thank you so much for all your support over the years. Thank you for playing my promo for Fool Me Twice 2. I'm so excited for its release next month. Oh, if you haven't listened to yeah. it, you have to. It's, it's going to be so good. I can't wait for it. To yeah, to it. awesome. And, uh, yeah, look, let's just stay in touch and, and congratulations on all your success. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with next. Oh, same here, Jules. I appreciate yeah. it. and. I feel like I'm talking to somebody from the future because it's tomorrow where you are. So this is yeah, yeah. really cool for me. And I <laughs> exactly. really appreciate you coming on the show. And for all of you who are listening now, be stay tuned because the new season will start at any moment as soon as I could get it done. I'm, uh, trust me, I have plenty of stuff. I just have to uh, get it done. <laughs> time, time, finding yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, I digress. We were saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. We could chat for hours. <laughs> All right, Jules. Yeah, Thank so you great so much. to see you. Have a lovely evening. Thanks right, a lot. Happy Bye. 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 All right. Creative Babble.